Welcome to Maximizing Life in the Middle, a podcast featuring two people consciously living and loving as husband and wife, parents, and individuals working to make the most out of their lives. I'm Jay Taylor. And I am Aaron Taylor, and we are so happy that you are spending some time with us today. To episode 25. It feels like a bit of a milestone. Hmm. Yeah, 25 is a, is a milestone. I also am feeling a little fuzzy this morning as we are continuing to soldier on in the face of no hot water. Dun, yeah, we'll have to add a sound effect there of like a horror movie. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Something like that. We're on day two of not having a functioning hot water heater. And actually, as we record this, the plumbers are in the basement trying for the, I don't know, third or fourth time to fix it? I have no idea. Some part was delivered yesterday, and now they're trying to put that in to see if that will do the trick for whatever ails our hot water heater. Who knows? Yeah, but, you know, and so when it was broken in the past times... Three weeks, over the past Over the past three weeks, it was sort of like a a petty annoyance. It It was nothing because it was... It would... Heat up the hot water just fine. <coughs> and then you might run out midway through. Or it might all of a sudden go cold. Or the first thing that it started doing was you would have hot and cold water on together. And then all of a sudden the hot would just dip down to a trickle. And then you'd be left with just the cold water. But as of... Two days ago. On Tuesday, as of Sunday afternoon... No hot water at all. Yeah, so for three weeks it was it was just iffy and unreliable, but if you went down... Well, we have a tankless hot water heater, so if you went down in the basement and reset the thing, the uh, <coughs> electronic pad, then the water would be functioning again and all was well in the world. But for the past two days, there's no resetting that can bring anything other than liquid ice through those pipes. And so... It's been rather interesting. Um, it's, it's, I'm surprised at how shockingly painful it is to wash your hands in what feels like liquid ice. It sends like, a, to me, it sends like a shock wave through my bones from my fingertips all the way just through my whole body down to my toes. Just like an electric pulse just surges through me with that ridiculously cold water that comes out and of course that also means no showers for two days and we've been washing our dishes the best we can in frigid water though today if it doesn't work today I'm going to boil some water and put it in a 
some kind of a container so we can have some hot water to wash our dishes. Well, here's an interesting thing. The dishwasher heats the water. Well, I was wondering, does it really heat the water? Well, or either it does heats it just the, water pull the water or the or the water or the environment inside of the dishwasher is really warm in and of itself because we ran the dishwasher yesterday. I don't know whether that was your choice to do it. It was mine. And I interrupted it in the middle. Like I opened it up thinking, oh, we're out of forks and let me go into the dishwasher and get where all the dirty forks are that haven't been washed and I'll hand wash it in the cold water. And I opened it up and reached in. I was like, I was startled and I was like, it's hot and the the silverware is wet and warm. Well, and so then I turned on the faucet thinking maybe magically yeah. <laughs> that the hot water had come back as you know has happened in the past and it hadn't. And I was like, huh, so I guess there's some process of the dishwasher that doesn't actually use necessarily hot water. Maybe it does, but that actually heats up the water in the process inside of there. That's interesting. That's an interesting so, bit of information. Yeah, so... Theoretically, we continue to put the dishes in the dishwasher. Wow, good to know. Right. So the reason that we're bringing this up, or I wanted to talk about this on this episode, is because last night, well, let me say this. Last night, our 10-year-old, who loves his (laughs) nightly bath in the hot water, or the warm water, or whatever, he... Two days into the no bath routine, <laughs> got. I guess this is the third night. Last night was the third night of it. He no, second got, night. Sunday night, Monday night. Yes, what am I thinking? Because today's it's the, the third, third day. day. Yes. So two nights of no bath time, and he was, I think, at getting to the end of his ropes with that <coughs> whole plan. So he said, Mom... What's the situation with the hot water heater? And I said, well, they're coming back to try to fix it again tomorrow morning. And he said, if they can't fix it, tell them to put a new one in tomorrow. And I said, well, (laughs) that's great, but that's not really how it works because it costs thousands of dollars. So we're trying to fix the one we have. And he was just like, I'm done. I want to take a bath. I'm sick of this no hot water thing. And so last night I was thinking about it, the fact that we have no hot water, and I felt a tremendous sense of gratitude for the normal course of things when we have hot water on demand. Mm. Whenever we want to take a shower, wash the dishes, take a bath, do laundry, whatever, we just turn the faucet over to the red part and a couple minutes later hot water's coming out and how often do we take something as simple uh well i guess ingrained in our daily lives as hot water how often do we take that for granted i know that there have been times that i've stepped into the shower and felt gratitude not necessarily for the hot water but for clean water because i think of people in 
impoverished countries who don't have a clean shower that they can get into and just pop the water on. It's warm. They have shampoo, soap, conditioner, whatever they need to take care of their own bodies. So I know I've felt gratitude about that in the past. But the interesting thing is I usually feel gratitude when I'm experiencing the thing I'm grateful for. But last night, I was feeling gratitude even when we didn't have that thing. Because, you know, all, you know, considerations aside, if they come back to us and say, there's no way to fix this hot water heater that we have, which I've been trying to for three three weeks weeks now, and it's a tankless hot water heater, I suppose it lasts forever, and blah, 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 blah. If they come back to us and say it can't be fixed, then we will replace it. We will get a new one, and it may take a day or two longer, obviously, to have it done. But there will come a point where we will go, okay, we kind of have to have this. It's funny because when you said that, I thought of the people in Puerto Rico. Mm, Who haven't had electricity for six months or however long it's been. And I haven't heard a recent update as to where things stand infrastructurally, infrastructure-wise, whatever that word is. Mm about how things stand there at this point. But, um, you know, I do know that in the wake of uh, the hurricanes this summer that there was speculation that they weren't going to have hot water, running water, electricity, anything there for months. And it um, seems inconceivable, right? Yeah, I mean, that's part of the United States. Right? I mean, it, it's a protectorate or whatever it's Technically considered. Technically it is, but I don't think the U.S. <laughs> really sees it that way. Yeah, especially not, in, well, especially not under current uh, <clears throat> regime. They're not, very, uh, they're not very kindly disposed towards it, but it technically is part of the U.S. And, you know, I remember a, a scene from uh, a special on CNBC where there was a guy standing... In Puerto Rico, kind of amidst the destruction. destruction and devastation and saying, this is the United States of America. Yes, I saw one and, similar and it was shocking. You know, he's, he's, he's playing it up for the <clears throat> shock value of it so that you see it. But it was a truism of, hey, this is part of your country and it looks like this. This isn't a third world country where it's never been developed. This is a place that... You know, is part of this country. So, you know, when we talk about the idea of gratitude, as soon as you said that, you know, as a potential topic for this morning, that's what I thought of. As I said, well, we know hot water. And right now, I can feel the bristles on my face and how annoying it is that I haven't shaved. And, you know, I take a shower every morning. And the mornings that I don't, I feel the lack of mental alertness. Yes, it and takes stiff, me achy joints and body and yeah, less of the joints and body sometimes. I mean, you know, that's occasionally there, especially if the prior day I worked out hard or had a long match or a long night of playing volleyball or something like that. But the the thing that that strikes me about not having a shower in the morning is that I'm fuzzy mentally. <laughs> Like, yeah. I use that 
five, ten minutes, whatever it is, you know, yes, to wash myself off and, and you know, kind of clean my body or whatever, but more than anything else, that jolt of hot water is what wakes me up Which and gets me, my brain going. I would going. think hot water would not jolt you awake. It would be the cold <clears throat> water that would jolt you awake. Well, yeah, cold water <clears throat> would jolt you awake. There's no question about that, but it would be a much less enjoyable experience, I think. The the morning shower is like, that's the thing that takes me from, okay, I just woke up and I might be sleepy to like, okay, I got out of the shower, now I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like that's That's like part of that routine part of that thing but at the end of the day you know you don't need it I woke up and you know maybe it means you have another extra cup of coffee in that morning or maybe you know it takes an hour longer before you finally are like oh okay I'm alert and I'm with it and I'm ready to get something done but what if we didn't have all these luxuries what if we what if there was no hot water? What if, you know, what if there's no heat, no shelter, all these things? You'd find a way. People do. So we're, we're very lucky to be in a situation where, where we have all those things. Yes. Speaking of Puerto Rico, I read an article a few weeks ago that said, that was talking about the blue roofs, blue tarps or something that the government was provi- supposed to be providing to the people whose roofs were blown off. And there were there's some extremely high number of roofs roofs that were delivered and only a fraction of them have actually been installed. Now, the it's kind of mind-boggling to me, but we're talking about like a blue tarp that you throw over the thing that used to be called your house that doesn't have a roof mm-hmm. and it's a temporary thing because you you know, how long is the tarp really going to last? But they don't even have that because I don't know if there's a manpower issue or a delivery issue or what the issue is or issues are, but <clears throat> they were chronicling some people in Puerto Rico who hadn't yet had their blue tarp installed on their house. And so whenever it rains, it rains in their house. Their floors are getting buckled. Their walls are getting soggy. Oof. Everything's turning moldy. They're getting a breathing problems and they're getting illnesses and sicknesses. And I just think, oh my gosh, it, it's just like a domino effect when in a situation like that where one thing causes another thing and another thing and another thing. And like those people need help down there. I mean, that's not the only place in the world where people need help, but for sure they need they need those temporary roofs installed. They need power restored. Just all the basic things. And so when when you think about the conditions that some people live in, you know, there are third world countries that, you know, this is just the way they live. They They haven't had the luxury of modern conveniences and technology and things. And it's just the way they live, a more tribal uh, existence. But then people like, the people in Puerto Rico had a more modern lifestyle and then that got destroyed with the hurricanes and now they're kind of, they've lost what they once had and hopefully they'll get it back somehow, some way, but... Or any kind of, you know, and that's just one example, the hurricanes, those hurricanes that came through. Like, 
all the places where there was war, all the places where there's earthquakes and things. I mean, in California. Haiti. California. Yeah, wildfires. In one month, just in January, wildfires, mudslides, and earthquakes. And yeah. an outbreak of the flu. It's <sighs> just... It's just crazy. So, you know, we never know when some horrible thing is going to descend upon us. And it's so easy when life is smooth to just take it for granted. Take the food in your refrigerator for granted. Take the heat that comes out of your vents for granted. Take the hot water in your pipes for granted. The money in your bank account, the car in the driveway, the clothes in your closet. Take all these basic things for granted. But really, we are obscenely fortunate. We have no hot water for two days, and we are obscenely... <laughs> Mom, obs- there has to be a hot water. Yes. We are obscenely fortunate for all the things that we do have. Right, and that's not even thinking, you know, like, if we really needed a shower. We both have gym memberships. Right, There's I mean, showers the fact at that those we have gyms. gym memberships, I mean, come Run on, down that's there such and a get luxury. A shower. Come on. Yeah. Such a luxury. Mm. And then we have neighbors who've offered their bathtub and shower to our kids who don't have gym memberships. So, yes, you know, from the from the smallest to the biggest thing that you can think of, you can find something to be grateful for every single day. And actually, I've always found I remember Oprah talking about her gratitude journal probably 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago. I mean, it w- it could have been in the 80s for all I know. It was so long ago. She's been talking about gratitude long before the concept was really ingrained in my life. And I remember when she used to tell, I mean, she's been saying it for decades, but I remember when she first used to say, you should have a gratitude journal and you should you should write in it every day, the things you're grateful for. And I remember even back then, not doing the writing process of the gratitude but just kind of thinking what am I grateful for and once you open the once I open the floodgates uh, I there's no end to it and with that practice I can sometimes get uh not lost but like I don't know where to stop because I can say I'm grateful for the heat and for my clothes and for my dog and my husband and my kids and my house and my life and my health and my friends and paper to write on and grass that blooms pretty in the spring and flowers. I mean, fresh air, the sun, the moon, the stars. You know, you just keep going and going and going. You could literally sit there and just list things for hours, days, weeks. Which, <clears throat> I get that. I understand that that's... Uh, something that you do and something that's a process and something that's part of what, you know, that you do. But to me, the real value of it, if I could say it that way, is in a situation, situation, even even saying it sounds ridiculous. When you're dealing with something like this, which we're not really dealing with anything. We're dealing with the fact that we don't have hot water and it's no big deal. No, it's no big deal. But it's a minor inconvenience. The only way you're going to make it not a big deal versus, oh, oh we don't have hot water. Oh, the, you can't even take a shower. Can't take a shower. Oh my God, it's so cold out. 
You know, like all those kinds of things, um, the value of the of having that practice or at least having it to call upon as a technique, strategy, something like that, is is to to avoid catastrophizing things that really aren't a catastrophe. But to keep it, keep things in perspective. Yeah, and that's such a trite. Keep it. I'll keep it in perspective. Everybody says that, but like, you know, hot water. Like, okay, so you wash your dishes in cold water, and the dishwasher apparently heats, heats up enough up. so, so that you good. don't even have to worry about it that we're way. Good. If your hands are going to get cold when you wash the dishes in the sink, then I'll do it because it's not going to bother my hands all that much. And if Brady really needs a bathtub at night, then he can go somewhere else to get it and. You figure out a way and, and you you don't fall into the pit of, oh, oh despair. Is, oh, my God. Right. And ringing. Yeah. Those kinds of things. Wallowing that's that's the value of it. Well, and I it's think- hard. To, and sometimes it's hard for I mean, I don't I don't keep that in mind all the time. I mean, I don't know. You need I, to get an Oprah gratitude journal, my dear. I have one. I'm actually you staring actually at it right now. You need to pull it out. Right if you in. look all the way behind you I on know. the bookshelf, you're going to see it. It's you. sitting there. Yes. In times of trouble, but you know what? You don't have to just call on it in times of trouble because I'm going to take that one step further and say that a regular practice of gratitude, which, like I said, I don't write in it, but I try to remember to <coughs> bring gratitude into every day. And when you bring it into every day, not just during the quote-unquote hard times when you have no hot water. (laughs) When you bring gratitude into every day, even the good days, the smooth days. Well, you know, I don't think a day is good or bad, so that's a little bit of a loaded term. I think days are neutral, and we bring our own spin to it. But that's a whole other episode that we could go into. However, when times are tougher... If you don't just use gratitude then, but you use it when it's a smooth day where nothing is really out of the ordinary or troubling or challenging or whatever, that's when you bring awe and wonder to your life. Like the, looking at the world through the eyes of a child. You know, when you go outside. This morning, for example, when I woke up through the closed window, because it's cold and we are fortunate to have heat, through the closed window, when it was quiet, right when I first woke up in the bathroom, I could hear the hoot owl, the owl in the in the woods behind our house. And he was just hooting away. And I just sat there for, you know, maybe 30 or 60 seconds and I just listened to him hooting. And I thought, oh my gosh, there's this creature that makes this beautiful sound. And just, we don't hear him all the time. We just hear him once in a blue moon. Uh, I think he's come back from wherever he migrated to because I've heard him a bunch recently. But my goodness, this soft, lovely sound that comes out of this bird who can, I think, turn his head 360 <laughs> degrees. Like that alone is a um, feat of epic proportion i wish sometimes i could spin my head around 360 degrees what a cool thing oh my god and then a couple years ago i looked i went outside i looked across the street and the owl was actually sitting on the roof of our neighbor's house and it stopped me in my tracks Mm. and i just stared at the roof like 
Wow. I hear this owl all the time, but I've never actually laid eyes on him. This is spectacular. How many times do you see an owl in your regular daily life? I have never seen him. Right. It is, it's marvelous. It's wondrous, the world we live in. And, I mean, the particular neighborhood that we live in, you know, is pretty suburban. We have sidewalks. Our house, it's a big neighborhood, but, you know, there's maybe five or six different models and you know, there's the same model over and over everywhere, and you know, whatever. It's very suburban, but yet we well, we back to we back a little to the bit woods. of woods or so open space or whatever. Every day, our dog is barking at the deer who hang out in the woods, and so the deer are just a normal part of our everyday existence. One time when we first moved here, I saw a buck. In our backyard. It came up through the woods and stepped onto the grass of our backyard. And I was just in complete and total awe that this huge, huge uh, antlered buck was standing in our backyard. Like, oh my gosh, that's the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And we've had, we continuously have wild turkeys who visit us. We have a red fox that comes around from time to time. We've had a... um, I think it was a snapping turtle, like the size of a dinner plate in our backyard. We have frogs and toads. I mean, just the most spectacular wildlife in this ridiculously suburban area. I mean, if you don't practice gratitude on a regular basis, how are you going to truly appreciate the wonder that is all around you every single day? So... That's okay, I so like yeah, so for the other ninety nine percent of people out there, the value of the gratitude will be when you're encountering a difficult situation. But if you practice gratitude every day, you get to appreciate the wonder that is all around you, and then because you're doing that every day, first of all, you enjoy your life more because you're actually appreciating everything around you, and then when times get tough and challenging, then you can dip into that reserve of or that well-practiced art of gratitude and say, okay, I don't have hot water. Okay, my car's broken down or the heater broke or I twisted my ankle or I have a bad knee and it's a little bit achy or I got the flu or, or whatever, a million different things. But then you keep it in the perspective of, but we have wild turkeys walking down the street in a suburban neighborhood. Mind blown. Mind blown. All right. Well, with that, maybe we should wrap up our little discussion of gratitude for the day. And And go check on the plumbers. Check on the plumbers and see whether or not they actually have restored hot water to this house. Yes, let's do it. All right. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.